Welcome back to the Tape Store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And the holidays are over? Well, sort of. It's New Year's Eve. Well, I don't count that. Christmas is over. Okay, but it's still technically part Hanukkah party is over. day. Hanukkah is over. Christmas is over. True. The December holidays where... All the magic and yeah, lights. And these things are over, and it's sad to see Christmas lights. It is. It's sad to see Christmas trees. We almost did a uh, holiday episode again. Yeah. We mm-hmm. almost watched something about Christmas or something. We decided not to. Right, right, right. I don't know why that's easier to do after Halloween. Probably because you, you're there's still holidays left. There's still Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, because ha- Halloween is like, I mean, we're sad when that's over, but we're like, okay, but at least we have Christmas. Yeah, it's just, Or Thanksgiving right. and Christmas yeah, and Hanukkah we, and all that. Right, we still have things to... But after Christmas, you're like, all right. Yeah, here we go. Like, friggin'... We just have cold weather. It's just like, a, it's like a literal year until right. it feels like just an actual year until more holidays. I mean, all I can tell you is that living in Georgia and working at a school... Yeah. January and February are actually where it gets bitterly cold in Georgia. Yes. You know? We really don't experience the coldest weather until Until then. Until January, February, so... And that's when we get our potential snow days. Yeah, Our potential ice days where... Because, you know, life shuts down here because we don't know how to handle snow. Right. So, if if it's flurries, they're like, yep, school's canceled. Right. So, that being said, we decided not to do a holiday episode. Right. And decided to... Return to Angel Grove, a simpler time, (laughs) 1993. The good Yes, in fact, to be more specific, September 8th, 1993, which was the air date of the third episode of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes. It's called Teamwork. Makes the dream work. (laughs) I mean, technically, you could apply the teamwork to... To literally every episode. Every single episode, but this one we're we're focusing on that. We're focusing on teamwork. And to be fair, we, you know, we're all coming at this having seen every episode, but this was only episode three. Well, it's been a long time since I've seen some of these. Yeah, no, I I don't, I hardly remember most of them, but what I'm saying is like, we already know like, okay, duh, teamwork, but like, technically they're still solidifying everything, whatever. So we have our Mighty Morphin Power Rangers intro. Which is the same pretty much throughout, other than they might use different they use different clips, uh, clips from the show, right. but it's the same music, it's the same the beginning. Shredding guitar. Ah, after ten thousand years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Alpha Reese escaped. You know, it's that Some whole teams thing with attitude, right? And then you know, again, somebody just destroying a guitar. <laughs> I would love as to they just play it. Know who did that? We need yeah. to look that up. It's great. So. We have our Power Rangers intro, which right. we still have to watch. We don't. Yes, s- I when I um, when it was on the other night, I was like, "Do I want to skip this?" No, absolutely not. Of course, absolutely not. not. <laughs> I want to watch every moment. Now, now it seems like I mean, it intros take forever with some of these shows. Like I know. you watch Netflix, you're like, "Yeah, definitely." I don't want to watch five minutes right. of you know an ocean moving in slow motion. With right, credits. right. Of this aerial shot. Which yeah. speaking of aerial shots, right. We're going to get into that yes. with this episode. So. I also want to say that I bought a Power Rangers shirt the other day, <laughs> which is is fitting that we're doing the Power Rangers. Right. We, we weren't sure what we were going to do. Yeah, at the this time. was one of those weeks where we're like, "What are we doing?" And we were at a Goodwill, and someone got rid of a really beautiful <laughs> shirt of the Megazord. It's like one of those schematic yes. shirts. It yes. shows like the schematics of the Megazord, and I was, I, I, I jumped was on, that. yeah, I jumped on that. So, so this is fitting. So we open on a very shaky <laughs> establishing shot. 
It's not good. I I had to pause it. I was like, Toby. Yeah. Look at this aerial shot. It looks like someone was yes in a helicopter, but they it looks like they filmed it with their flip phone yeah. from 1993. Or it like, looks like they had just gotten the camera. They're like, okay, I'm I'm ready. And right. Then, and then they decided to use that part. Right, the part where they were not sure <laughs> yeah. what they were focusing on. <laughs> right. Like, it's so bad. You, right when you get the camera out. And, Which, you know. Thankfully, it's a very short shot because yeah. they were not capable of much more. And this is an establishing shot, an aerial shot of Angel Grove High School. And we see the bustling school filled with students and a guy on a skateboard because... A 40-year-old on a yeah, skateboard. Yeah, thought he looked old. Almost like he does not look like a teenager. But the fact is... When you're in the 80s and 90s, every establishing shot of a show or a movie of a school yeah. has a skateboard. Yes, yes. It's very stereotypical of the It time. seems, right. And as we are, you know, as we get a <laughs> glimpse of that, we hear Trini's voice calling out, stop the pollution in our neighborhood. We go inside the school where Kimberly calls out, quote, sign a petition, help shut the dump site down. And then Trini says, quote, Come on, guys. We can hardly stand the smell anymore. <laughs> Show them you care. Please sign up. So this is our subplot. Right. We're talking about the environment. Generally, Power Rangers episodes are kind of two plots yeah. coinciding parallel. Two parallel subplots, let's say. Yes. One is the Power Rangers versus Rita. The second is the Rangers as as teens. Yeah. You know, dealing with their life issues. Right. Exactly. So in this case... Trini and Kimberly and their mission to save the environment in Angel Grove. This is funny. You know, the whole, you know, them trying to get uh, the petition sign and the stuff that they're saying, we can hardly stand the smell anymore. And, I know, it's just, it's funny. <laughs> and yeah, just the dump site and all. It's just, but at the same time, it's great because this is why we love the Power Rangers. Right. Because the heroes are really, really, really good people. Right. All the time. They're great kids. They're kids that you want to be your kids. Yes, you, or your kids to be friends with. Right, that's what you They're want. Like, yes, yes, these are the influences I want you to have in high school. So as Trini and Kimberly are being great kids, you know, doing something for a great cause, they're approached by Mr. Kaplan. Golly, man. The school's principal, who is so out of touch. I mean... And he, he's just odd looking. Yeah, he plays the adult that's completely out of touch. Right. He's so out of touch, he doesn't seem to know the good kids from the bad kids. Right. And we're going to talk about that a little later. Yeah. He's no Mr. Building, I'll say that. No, he's not. Like, Mr. Mr. Building's out of touch, but in, like, a, a sweet dad way. Right, but he's also very intuitive. Like, he knows when something's yeah, wrong. Yeah, it just depends. He's, okay, he's not out of touch. He's not cool. Yeah, he's definitely not but cool. But he, he, he was yeah, he cool when he was kids. younger. Oh, we could, we could really get on something with Mr. Building. I know. We need to just we have, like, a, just a I, I Heart Mr. Building episode. We love Mr. Building. He's one of, I, I would say, if we had, like, a collection of dads, oh, a, a hall of dads yes. in the tape store, Mr. Building would be one of them. You know, it, he it, it is would the sweetest. Yeah. So, Mr. Kaplan would not be. No, no. He, he he looks creepy. He's like weird Uncle Sal. Yeah. He also, and the reason why he looks creepy is because he wears a toupee. He looks weird because he's wearing a wig. I know. And his face is just yeah mm, mean. So, he approaches the young ladies and compliments them on their work, calling it dandy. He says, I just think it's dandy what you guys are doing. I'm like, listen, pal, this is not 1953. Yeah, right. I'm, I am aware that you're still in 1953. So, yeah, so he's complimenting them. <laughs> it's the 90s, bro. Yeah, right. And he doesn't stop there. He asks in a skeptical way about the dump site. You know, I would think being an adult, he would 
know more about the dump site than the kids. Right. Because that's generally how it goes. I would think of a principal as someone who is... Or if he didn't know, there'd be, a, there'd be a way to say it without saying, I don't understand anything. He asks them, is the dump site really that bad? And I just think, you know, I don't know. I, just I don't feel like question. that's necessarily... That, well, because I My think thing, as an adult, too, that if you see... And again, we're approaching this from the teacher's perspective. If you see students that are wanting to make a change in their environment, you're not going to ask them that because that might deflate their dream. You might be like, they might be like, well, I don't know. And then they give Right. Up. That's exactly and, what I was about to say. I was about to say, why are you going to deter some right. teenagers from doing something selfless? Yeah. If anything, I'd say, okay, so why don't we work together and figure out what the next step is? He's a goofball. Hey, you know, oh gosh, come on. Whatever. So, it's fine. Yeah. But Trini and Kimberly assure this dumb adult <laughs> that somehow failed upward into a principal's <laughs> Who looks like job. a 1950s villain in yeah. like Perry Mason. Yeah. They assure him that the dump site is definitely bad. Meanwhile, on the moon, Rita, up to no good as always, with her big tower, just just just, <laughs> just chilling, chilling, just yep. sticking out like a sore thumb <laughs> on the moon. It's not that big. No. So we, we know it's there. It seems that the residents of Earth have just kind of decided, you know what, we'll just kind of let that happen. We'll just let that be there. Hopefully it won't be too bad. And I'm not sure if it's a coincidence. Or, or if she's eavesdropping. We find out later. We weren't right, sure. Right. When we first watched this part, we weren't sure if it was just a coincidence or if she's eavesdropping on Trini and Kimberly. Yes. But Rita is guffawing with Fenster about how great her pollution is. Like, my pollution is her, going Yeah, like, her, like, like she brewed it in a pot and poured it out. I was like, that's my pollution. <laughs> right. Like, we had to rewind it. And <laughs> there we was had- a lot of pausing and rewinding. The, <laughs> yeah. I have to say, and I said this in his notes, the first four minutes and 25 seconds of this episode yeah. have so much going on. I think it's I, lovely. Yeah, I think I got a page and a half of notes just, <laughs> just on the first four minutes. And the, oh, the, no. the last, you know, the last 15 minutes, which Power Rangers episodes were only about 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. This is like a 19-minute episode. They last speed, fifteen minutes. Man. The last 15 minutes we took care of pretty quick. Yeah. But the first four or five minutes of, of these episodes, uh, at least these first few, have been where you get a lot of your really great stuff. And we're only like two minutes in. Yeah. So, you know, she's looking through her telescope, and she's so happy that Earth is just, you know, I guess in her mind turning into a, a wasteland. Yeah, and there's a there's a, a still of her that we got. That yeah. She just looks so proud of herself, like, yes, honey. Yes, be looking for that on social yes, media. Yes, it's going to happen. So while Earth is destroying itself, she's like, oh, that's great. They're, you know, the humans are destroying Earth with with Rita's pollution, whatever. Or Rita's doing it. I don't know what she... What, she's her, responsible for the dump site. Is basically right. what we're saying. <laughs> Even though we know that pollution had been going on long before Rita's dump site, you know. Right. <laughs> Rita's but dump site. She's, she's claiming it. Yeah. Fenster is prepping another monster. He's, you know, with his clay or whatever, you know. Yeah. He's, he, he's already kind of talking about it. Like, oh, I'm going to, I got, I'm getting this monster ready. It's going to destroy the Power Rangers. So that's our, that's what our bad guys are up to. Right. Back at school, the guys, you know, because they're not around yet. The only thing we've seen, the only, you know, Rangers we've seen as Trini and Kimberly. And Jason, Zach, and Billy, <laughs> the dudes, approach the girls between classes. It appears that it's between classes. They yes. walk up to them. They're still, uh, and they're still at it with the dump site. They're still kind of right. getting people to sign. Getting people their, to sign the petition yeah. and things like that. Jason is dressed like he's either on the way to or on the way from the gym, as always. Which I think that's all. it's always true. Both are always true. Yeah. Both are yeah. always true. And he compliments their efforts. The girls. I know Jason's so sweet. Yeah. He's like, he's, oh, they're all great. I, I, well, they're I know, fantastic. but like, I don't know. Jason's just, he, he's, I mean, like. 
No, I, I don't, don't know. Like, He's just I, for a me, sweetheart. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was thinking about this, I think it was yesterday, actually, because that was when we decided to do this episode. But I was thinking about the very first episode. Mm-hmm. And from from the first episode on, I, you know, we're only on the third episode, but Jason and the actor who played him just did a great job acting like a leader. Like, he just he was really... Very, he was more mature than everyone in the group, yeah, maybe it, except for Billy. It seemed that way from the beginning. Yeah. That he just really had this approach to his role as this leader. Yeah. He's very encouraging. He's very positive. And, of course, they're all positive, but he's yeah. just... It, I don't know why you just... He's, you just he's n- positive, but he's affirming. Yeah, Like, he makes... Right. He, he sees people where they're at, and he encourages them. Yeah, lifting he, them and, up. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm just like, man, like, do our team... I mean, I know some teens that are great, but like you kind of talk like you're already a teacher. Yeah, well, he w- and he was, you know. So, so I just, I just had to say that I love Jason. Yeah, we do. He was my favorite. I as a also kid. was in love with him. Right. So there you go. We all were. Right. <laughs> so no, you were so, Team Kimberly. Yeah. So yes. So the girls are planning on delivering these petitions to the owners of the dump site today. Good luck with that. Yeah, today. <laughs> so my thing is. Good luck with that because if someone owns this massive tract of land and they're using it as a dump site and, you know, I'm thinking, again, the owner's probably getting some kind of benefit from the dump site, monetary or something. I, I don't know if they're just going to wrap it all up and, and, and move on. And I'm on. also assuming that the owner's likely not just going to be on hand. Right, but they're going to deliver they've, I feel like but maybe again, they thought this through the last two days. But again, like, we love Kimberly and Trini. We support them. Yes, yes, and we do. And Kimberly and Trini want the guys to come along. But there's a problem. Jason has a karate class to teach. Billy has the science fair committee that he leads, and they have a meeting, so he can't go. And Zach (laughs) says that Alpha needs to talk to him about something important back at the command center. But the way he says it, uh, Alpha, uh. Whose story is not like the others. <laughs> Who sounds like they just made something up? Who's full of crap? Who sounds like they're full of crap and are lying to their best friends? Zach. Zach. Because Jason, we know, teaches karate class. Yeah, we've already experienced Billy, it. Billy, we know, when he says he's head of the science fair, oh, of course Yeah, Billy we're not doubting that. Fair. Because what, because, I mean, just even his language. Well, we his know language and, and, and the things that he's into, we know that it, when Billy says that. And, he's legit. Yeah. But Zach, uh, well, Alpha needs him back at the command center. I'm like, why would he only need you, Zach? And also, why do you sound completely not convinced? And he sound he sounded like he was uh, and I, so and I'm like, thinking, sorry, girls. So <laughs> in my notes, I put Billy has the science fair committee, Jason has karate class, and Zach seemingly has nothing to do and lies to his best friends <laughs> and says that Alpha needs to talk to him. And this is going to get addressed later. Yes, yes. We weren't, we weren't expecting we weren't it, actually. Expecting it. But our first re- reaction was, well, Zach you're, could... You're being crappy right yeah. now. Just Tr- go with yeah, them, man. You know, but Trini and Kimberly are, are, are... But they were sweet. ...are nice and forgiving friends. They're undaunted. They're, that's okay. They take their friends' words at, you know, at face value mm-hmm. and decide to deliver the petitions However, alone. Trini says something very important. What does she say? She says, oh, she's like, well, but you know what, guys? I think we really should get some practice on working as a team. So there we have our first... Uh, yes. semblance of uh oh the, uh, the message we we see that right ki- like Trini is wishing they were more of a team on this particular subject right but so the fact is they are a team but whatever 
I understand, you know, I, I, I do understand that, you know, Jason and Billy have mm-hmm. prior engagements. Zach appears to be just fabricating. Right, which is why I'm kind of like, Trini, you can't, like, but here we go. Half right. of this is not, you can't help it, but that's fine. Yeah. As soon as the guys leave, Bulk and Skull enter and begin to do their usual uh, ridicule. We, well, we know they've entered and, because of the sound that Bulk right. makes. Bulk, bulk burps. And it's horrible. <laughs> and he, calls, he calls Trini Miss Earth, which was and really his, funny. And his face He's is like, what's just... up, Miss Earth? I'm like, that's pretty good. That was a good one. Golly. So, of course, they begin ridiculing uh, Kimberly and Trini. They start to litter in the hallway. They're like, hey, watch this. They start throwing trash on the, yeah. ha- on the floor. Skull throws a can at them. So actually is, you know, right. assaulting them. This is all bad. But what's crazier. <laughs> the craziest thing about The this. craziest thing about this is that somehow Bulk and Skull has managed to convince a female to willingly accompany them. Yeah. There's a girl with them, an unnamed girl, uh, dressed in the, the punk rock style of Bulk and Skull. She's got frizzy blonde hair, black lipstick, and she's watching Trini and Kimberly very Yeah, For a second, you don't we don't really know she's with them. And then when she starts going, yeah, and she's like kinda participating just, yeah. with the kicking of cans, we're like, oh crap, y'all actually have a girl that's willing yeah, to stand how next in the to you. World did that's you do phenom- that? That's right. phenomenal. Kimberly and Trini are able to duck the can that Skull throws. And things get sinister though, uh, when an innocent student Picks up a piece of trash and throws it away. Like, it was one of the ones they threw. Like, hey, watch this. Yeah, it was almost kind of like, hey, guys. And like, this kid was like, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll throw it away. So he walks up and throws it away, prompting uh, Bulk and Skull to dump the whole trash can on him. I think Bulk might have done it. Yeah. Yeah, Skull was holding him. Trini and Kimberly snap into action, angered by, you know, the bullying. And Kimberly cartwheels towards them. <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't she? Bulk and Skull attempts to physically attack Kimberly, and both are humiliated when she flips out of their way, causing them to fall into trash cans slash recycling Yes, cans. they're each they're in a respective recycling can. Right. So, and Bulk of, and Skull foiled yeah. and humiliated. And of course, you know, Kimberly, looks like it's time to take out the trash. Right. Because Good one. 90s. Yeah. Back on the moon, Rita confirms our suspicions that she indeed was listening in on Kimberly and Trini's <laughs> campaign. Via her... Because that's very important. ...telescope, yeah. And apparently, using the dump site as a trap for them, she refers to it as her waste dump. So somehow Rita has worked out a real estate deal <laughs> to own a dump site. She owns it. It's hers, and she's using it as a trap. And right. how, how nobody, you know, is... I guess at the... at the, at the I guess they're growth, like, look, who wants a dump? So they're just gonna... I mean, sure. You know what I mean? Like, I'm curious to how selling, she worked it out. If you're I mean, selling that, though... I feel like anybody who wanted it, you'd be like, that's fine. When you're a kid, you just watch this stuff. But when you're yeah. when you're an adult, you think, who'd she send down there to, to close that deal? I know. Surely not one of her henchmen. Goldar came to the closing. Oh, you want to buy this dump site? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> sure, buddy. Come on in. Yeah, I don't get it. No, I don't. But yeah, I don't know. look, understand that we're saying this is adults. Yeah. We still love it. I'm here for yeah. every single right. outrageous thing that happens. I'm... I, a thousand percent support all of it. What's also funny is that, unbeknownst to uh, Kimberly and Trini, she's the owner that they're going to give this petition to. Or at least <laughs> I didn't that, think that, about that. That they think they're going to give the petition to. This hey, is just, Rita. This is just getting better. Be- yeah, it's getting better and better. Kimberly and Trini arrive to the dump site. Ominous music plays over a montage. Excuse me, ominous synth music. Yeah, of course. Yes. It's phenomenal. Ominous synth music. Plays over a montage of. Scenes of just this biohazard of a dump site. 
that Kimberly and Trini are kind of traversing through. Yeah, to it's, deliver, it's pretty gross. To deliver their petition. And as they're exploring the grounds of the dump site, the putties show up. This is always Rita's first line of offense. You yes. know, she always attacks with the putties. And, they're, and, and, and what's funny is that they're really never effective. No. Unless there's a lot of them. There's, that's, the no. only, oh, that's the only thing. Yes. Yeah, they, they're, they're always just the, the first thing that yeah. she sends out. Kimberly and Trini are able to defend themselves against the mob of putties. Just, you know, they're, just they're, barely. Yeah, just barely, but unmorphed, they're able to fend them off. Back at the command center, this is a bombshell. <laughs> this was the bombshell of the show right Zach here. Gate. Yeah, Zach Gate turns out to not be Zach Gate at all. <laughs> As it turns out, Zach wasn't lying. No. It's Alpha Gate. He, he was at the command center. It's Alpha Gate. <laughs> he was at the command center hanging out with Alpha. Apparently, Alpha did want to talk to Zach about something important. And it was having Zach teach him how to dance. Yes. It really sounded like Zach was lying. I, no, I 1,000% was like, Zach just doesn't want to do this. No. And I was like, we were both like, I'm sorry, Zach. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm so, so we're sorry, like, sorry for doubting dude. you. We love you, Zach. However, but- this is a very, we're, we're having a lot of Saved by the Bell illusions. This is a very Slater-esque moment. Yeah. So Zach is giving Alpha a demo of his moves. Zach has his own dance slash fighting style. It's called Hip Hop Keto. Yeah. It, there's an episode, uh, in I believe yeah. it's in season one, It's it's... Probably one of the ones coming up fairly Ooh, soon, fun. where it shows him teaching some kids that. And I'll, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. We I love, love to watch. We him just do it. we just thought he was telling Kimberly and Trini a fib. Yeah, to get out of this, going to a dump site to deliver a petition. But but he was actually Alpha did call on him. Yes, to you know learn some dance moves. It's just funny. And they're interrupted. Zach and Alpha, their little session of hip hop keto, is interrupted when. Zordon announces that the girls are in trouble. Right. Jason and Billy are brought in from wherever they're at. You know, yeah. Karate class and science fair, no doubt. And they mobilize to help the girls or prepare to mobilize to help the girls. Right. Back on the moon, Finster finishes his monster, the Minotaur. Right. Also seen it called the Mighty Minotaur. Looks just like a Minotaur from Greek mythology, a half bull. Right. Yeah. Half it's, man. It's, it's what you think. He has a club and a shield. The Minotaur is sent to an unknown unknown location i would think somewhere around angel grove sure yeah definitely always <laughs> and right as the guys prepare to leave for the dump site zordon has realized <laughs> wait there's a minotaur rita has sent a monster no right? what, what's great about this moment is he, it, it's all it's all in one sentence yeah yeah He's Brooke like, loved this. all right go ahead and go down to help the girls wait here's a minotaur i was like dude <laughs> like- it's like he's watching like us it's like he's watching like texts on his phone or something oh wait nope wait, wait hold on a minute i know or like he i mean he, he like he just has a tv that he's watching oh, yeah wait wait uh-huh. yeah and i was like wait a minute can hold on like right and, and this is not the end of this happening with Zordon in this particular Zordon is a step behind everything in this episode. Right. He's just the good guys are not as ahead of things as we need so, them to be. So again, the guys are about to help Trini and Kimberly with the putties at the dump site. Yeah. Because they're struggling to defend themselves against them. They're outnumbered. And right as the guys are about to go, Zordon stops them because Rita has sent the Minotaur. So Zordon orders the guys, Jason, Billy, and Zach, to deal yeah. with the Minotaur while he keeps an eye on the girls. Right. From Miles and miles away, you know, watching him on the crystal ball thing. So he's going to keep an eye on them, Zordon will. So the guys are going to go deal with the Minotaur. I mean, we hope that'll be effective because at this yeah. point, he's yeah. .5 seconds behind everything. Jason, Billy, and Zach morph 
and engage the Minotaur and are initially beaten back, so they're having trouble. At the dump site, Kimberly and Trini are getting the job done, but then Goldar shows up. Right, with more putties. Yeah. So Zordon is, you know, he's got two issues going on at the same time, two problems. But the thing is, rather than leading, it seems that in this episode, at least, <laughs> Zordon is commentating on what's happening. He's just reacting. And just an- announcing the, the next <laughs> obvious step. So He has moved from fearless leader to um, MC. Oh, oh, now this is happening. He's just the yeah, MC. Yeah. That's it. Right. He's like the guy with the at, at the Thanksgiving Day Parade with the earmuffs. Like, like, oh, oh look, doesn't look lovely, June. Like, he's, yeah. he's that guy. Right. So he orders Alpha to have Kimberly and Trini morph. And once they morph, they're able to quickly deal with the putties. But Goldar <laughs> lays the hammer down. Like, he is mopping the floor he's, with them. Yeah, he's not having it. Yeah. And the team is split up, remember. Right, yeah. The guys being overwhelmed by the Minotaur. The girls are unable to defeat Goldar. Clearly, the Rangers being split up, not together as a team, is the problem. Oh, we see again the theme. Zordon is concerned, understandably, and sees now that it's time to reveal the ancient secrets of the power weapons. Right now, in this now, moment. Yeah, and, and, and we, we put in the notes, like, honestly, it would be better <laughs> if this was something that the Rangers were let in on. Like, right. Early like, in the you game. Know, like taught. So they could learn how to use them. In a and, non-stressful yeah, environment. And, and be trained with them. Mm-hmm. But whatever. They're getting the new weapons while in the process of getting whacked so, yeah, like, by bad guys. They're, they're trying to survive. Yeah, here, take also this. Also being handed brand new information that I suppose <laughs> right. they'll know instinctively how yeah. to do. So it's fine. You know, it's all fine. Rita ups the ante by throwing her wand down to Earth, which, we as all know we, what know, that means. we know, it makes the monster grow. The Minotaur grows to, like you know, skyscraper level <laughs> size. The Rangers are now forced to call upon their Zords, which they do, and here they come. From the four corners of the earth. Right. The Rangers using their Zords, and now together, all five of them, launch a successful assault against the Minotaur, Goldar, and the Putties. Everybody's in the same place now, right. suddenly. The Zords then combine into tank mode, which is like, they all join together, and they have these guns, and they're kind of rolling. Right. It, it's If you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. If not, Google it. Right. You know, Google you shall find Power it. Rangers Zords tank mode. Despite initial success, they're still unable to destroy the Minotaur. Zordon interrupts the Rangers mid-battle and says, Hey, come back to the command center. i got to give you some stuff. I know. I was like, good grief. Like, Zord, get get it together, Zordon. It's funny. So, the, the, the Rangers morph back into the command center, and they're all But even, they're like, what the heck? Yeah, they're like, what is going on? You hear, like, hubbub, hubbub, yeah. right? <laughs> hubbub. Yeah, that's what you hear, because they're all like, they were just in their Zords. Like, we were battling. Yeah, What's and happening? now they're like, so they're still like, adrenaline's probably like at 11. And the, yeah, they're all still, you know, and, they're in their suits. Yeah, like, they're probably sweating, it. like, what the heck? And so I was like, hold on. <laughs> Again, oh. Everybody just needs to calm down. <laughs> and... I'm going to give you some weapons. That I probably should have given so you earlier. But if didn't. you're a kid, now as an adult, you're just watching this. Because it's, you know, this is a show for kids. Yes. Even though I'm an adult and I love it. but I was when just you're talking kid, to somebody who watched kid, it the other day because it was her comfort show. So, but, like, come on. But when you're a kid, you're like, you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what? Wait, what? Wait, we're going back to so the So you're center? stressed out yeah. as a kid. So now we got to watch the Power Rangers Get their weapons, which it's is we love the weapons. It's yes. great, but it just it was such a weird time. I feel like in the writing room for this episode, they're like, "Oh, uh, okay, let's just bring them back." We <laughs> forgot, <fine>. like <laughs> how, like we want these weapons in, but like I don't know how. Let's how are we gonna? Him. We're just gonna bring them back. Yeah, we'll just, I feel go. like they just sloppily kind of like right in here. The kids will buy it. The Minotaur and Goldar are probably like, "What just happened? Like what? 
And w- yeah, oh well, yeah. No, that's right. Because Rita is like, oh, they left. They they ran away yeah. or something. She, She's <laughs> like, <laughs> for once, hurt. for once, she thinks she did something right. Well, okay. Well, no, she always thinks she, she always did, thinks right, <laughs> but she probably thinks, oh gosh, we actually, you know, freaked them out. Yeah. So let's talk about these weapons for a second. Billy gets a power lance. Right. Jason gets a power sword. Trini gets power daggers. Zach gets a power axe. Mm-hmm. And Trini a power bow. Kind of. So. Yeah, it's, it kind of, you know, it works with each of yeah, their respective. Yeah, they, they each have respective weapons. They're all different. Yeah, I don't, as a kid, for like, I remember being like, yes, yes, this makes sense. Because I remember, like, I mean, having, to me, even as a kid, it was yeah. symbolic, each of their different weapons. Because when you think of sword, you know, you think of leading the charge. Right. And, yes. you know, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was cool how each of them, their weapons really did no, seem to fit who they were. It works. Yeah. And the Rangers are then teleported back into the battle, and strangely, the Minotaur is no longer skyscraper size. <laughs> right. Because for the sake of the narrative, we've got to use the power weapons. It's true. This no, is this all is, about see, the eight- this is the bad writing I'm talking about. Right. So the Minotaur has now been brought back down to his normal size. Because I guess he's like threat, threat diminished. I'm good. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Using their power weapons, the Rangers attack, then join the weapons together to make one large weapon. They basically look, just make a big crossbow looks gun. Looks kind of like a crossbow, yeah. Which shoots a powerful energy blast, but it requires all the Rangers to be joined together. together. So, and we love that. No, we do. We do. I'm not making fun of it. I am, but I'm not. I mean, it's... I still love every minute of it. Yeah. So, the, the power weapon... Formed by all the power weapons together, the yeah. big power weapon, shoots this energy blast. It destroys the Minotaur. And I get it. I appreciate the weapons, but why that was better than being in a giant robot Zord is beyond I me. I feel like that would have been more effective, Usually, but it's fine. I was prepared for them to turn into the Megazord. Yeah, that's what I thought was... Yeah. That's what. Well, I thought they were joining together to do that and not do the tank thing. I think they were prepared to do that, but yeah. then Zoran's but then, like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> so like, bring it in, bring it in. Everybody... I have to give you ancient secrets. Huddle up. At any rate, Rita is foiled again, and the world is saved. Thank God, and thank the power But meanwhile, Rangers. just FYI, that dump stays the dump, I guess. They should have blew it up, yeah. Who knows? Maybe with Rita being gone, the dump site goes, since she's the owner, certainly. And, and the cause of the pollution. <laughs> right. So the gang's back at school. You know, they're back to themselves. They're unmorphed. Right. Unmorphed. And after their ordeal, they use teamwork to clean the school up that was made a mess by Bulk and Skull. Much to the surprise of Mr. Kaplan, who blamed them for the mess. He comes out while they're at school. He they comes just, out, yeah, they, who they've made come this back. Mess? And... and I'm like, dude. How do you not know that these are good kids? You need to retire. Right. Time, time to You're go. Not, yeah, you've time, lost your touch. Yeah, it's time to fish for the rest of your life or read the paper. <laughs> you can't tell the difference between the good kids and the bad kids. At any rate. So he gets called to the office because his wife calls or right, something. And yeah. then he's like, I'll be right back. Yeah. So And they yeah, very quickly happens. teamwork it. And they quickly, yeah, they quickly teamwork it. The team shares a laugh after the mess is clean. Zordon announces that Alpha is practicing Zack's dance moves. Yeah, because they, they're the, I guess, transmitter was like short-circuiting. Yeah, because Alpha's in there dancing and yeah. tearing stuff up, whatever. We get a freeze frame of the team having a big laugh, and that is Yeah, big big riff, big guitar riff to send us out. And that is teamwork. Teamwork. It was a good one. It was yeah. a good episode. It was, all, it was super fun I to mean, watch. These are all great episodes, though. I mean, really. 
So we enjoyed it. Do we have any thoughts about this? I will say this is another episode that's different because, again, most Power Rangers episodes, the monster is defeated by either the Megazord or the, the Super Megazord. Or is it the Ultra Megazord? Oh, gosh, I should know that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but because eventually, obviously, we know eventually when there's the Green Ranger. Yeah. When he comes in, you know, there's that they're able to to join all the parts and make it an even bigger Megazord. Yes. So this is another episode where that doesn't happen. The monster's actually destroyed by, right. you know, in this case, the Rangers and their power weapons. Yeah, I will say together. Yeah, it's, you know, working together. And that's that. That was part of the message there, but later on they're going to use their weapons and they're not, they're not going to be enough, they're right? Gonna, you know, usually that was a plot device. Usually for this it, it, it it escalates from putties to monster to big monster, which and, and that's the bad guys. And the, and with the Rangers, it's unmorphed, morphed Zords, Megazord, right? Yes. So and, and and it didn't use that formula this time, but we're still early in the game, you know. Yeah, they were still. I think I think I think they still had room to establish what they. What they want to do, what they didn't want to do, and yeah, but still, we love the power. Not Rangers. that like good writing was the foundation of this thing. No, but this uh, is a but it, but look, we loved it. We loved it because Power Rangers is an incredibly positive message. Every single episode, um, it's unique. Something we can well, use that, a lot the more. Thing of. About this is that there's a lot of things unique about the mythology of Power Rangers. The you know the power coins, and then how it's young people, and how it passes from one generation to another. Yeah, it, it's a actually a pretty rich mythology surrounding it. Right. I mean, despite the fact that it's really campy, uh, I absolutely fell in love with this show as a kid, I and loved I still it. love it now. And it's great to see the actors like Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah, and, and, and David Yo still acknowledge like yes, it's still endured over these years. Oh so. yeah, I mean I loved it. I my friends and I played it at recess. I may or may not have owned a Yellow Ranger leotard. Like yeah. I mean, Great. I was here for it. I'm just letting you know <laughs> I was that big of a fan. And it I went was to, hard. It and was I went hard, to a know. Power Rangers expo where I got to meet them. Who'd you meet? Here's the thing: they never took off their masks. Well, how do you know it was them? Right, I was six. So I sat there thinking, it's them. It was probably. Again, six. No one told me that they should take off their masks to verify who they are. Right. But they did not. We need to know. But I did go. Because I was that into it. Well, hey, look, it's New Year's Eve. Yes. And I'm sure people have places to go, things to do. It's a little bit of a shorter episode this week. But we still had a blast. As a matter of fact, our daughter is calling from the other room asking for veggie straws. Oh, great. So we should we should deal with that. <laughs> we should deal with that. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. So yes. where can they find us on social media? And then we'll close the doors. If you week. are on Instagram, we are there at the tape store. Uh, we're by the same name on um, TikTok. Uh, if you are on Twitter, we're the tape store pod. And if you'd like to shoot us an email, which we'd love to hear from you, it's the tape store podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. But if you want to hear back from us uh, quicker. Yeah. Instagram is the best place to follow Instagram us. Instagram is where we live. Also. Leave us a rating if you enjoy it. Uh, it means a lot. You know, again, we say it every week. Um, we really appreciate our listeners. So to know that you guys appreciate us, it just it means the world, really. It does. The times we've gotten really sweet, kind, generous uh, ratings, uh, it's turned bad days into good yes, days. Yes, <laughs> and we love hearing from you guys on Instagram. We have yeah. we have lots of great conversations with you guys. Yeah. On Instagram, and we love it. Like, yeah. you're never, ever bothering us. We love to hear uh, from you and joke with you and, you know, talk. Yeah, really. It's, yeah, absolutely. 
so yeah, please reach out to us. You know, don't be a stranger, and of course, leave us a rating. And that is it. I do believe. I do want to say again, thank you for your time. It's valuable. It's limited, and we appreciate you. We love you, and we thank you, and we're happy to have you here. Yes, each and every Thursday. Guys, have a great week. Be safe. No. And hey, we'll see you next year. Yeah, that's right. 2021. The next time we speak with you, it will be 2021. All right, guys. So until then, we'll see you next Thursday for more great 80s and 90s nostalgia on the Tape Store Podcast. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. Morphin. See ya. <laughs>